Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada. Welcome back to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. And guys, I'm not even going to bother trying to like pretend like what just happened didn't just happen. <laughs> no, it's the thing. Um, we have been on the microphones now for 55 minutes and counting uh-huh. and completely messed up our mock draft, like could not figure it out. We started going on a YouTube watching spree like the, the rails are just off and I'm going to oh. warn everyone ahead of time. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a fun show. But it is Friday. We made it to the end of the week. You're listening to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. I've got John Helmkamp. I've got Matt Okada with me tonight. Uh, fellas, how's everybody doing after we've been on the, sh- the call right now for about an hour? <laughs> um, there are no rails, bets. I don't know. We're like, we're like a train that's just in the ocean at this point. I don't know how we I, got I don't, this. I don't bowl with bumpers, bets, and I don't podcast with rails. Those are my criteria in life. It does not happen. It's been a glorious, albeit frustrating, albeit hilarious, 55 minutes and 17 seconds so far. Um, It's a Friday. If you're listening on a Saturday, you're in it for a good time on a long weekend. That's all this is. And we are prepared to supply that for you. So it's, uh, it's it's been lovely. Absolutely. Happy Memorial Day weekend. To you guys and to our listeners, Okada's rocking the USA tank top. If you're watching that on YouTube, and if you're not watching it on YouTube, you're doing it wrong, guys, because that mm. is the place to watch the podcast and see Okada's beautiful mustache, see John's beautiful beard, see my facial pattern of a 12-year-old kid. Uh, that's the place <laughs> for it. So come check it out on YouTube. And bonus, if you subscribe on YouTube, you're automatically entered into the Devontae Adams jersey giveaway going on right now. The details oh. are on our social media at Richards FF Pod, you can also enter by retweeting the pinned tweet. You can like the post on Instagram. You can also join Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod gets you 10 entries. 10 entries into the giveaway, which we will do here in a couple weeks. So there's still time to enter. Check that out. Fellas, let's get into some news here. It's not super inspiring. And then we'll get into a, a really fun mock draft yep. on the show today. So let's get into a couple of news updates. I got great news, guys. Oh, All right, Joe Flacco is now a New York Jet. Moving on. Carlos Hyde has yeah, signed yeah. with John Seattle Seahawks, a deal that's for one year worth up to $4 million. I'm going to kick it over to John first. John, yep. what are your thoughts on the signing here? And uh, and talk about it from a, like a real-life perspective for your Seahawks and then also uh, the fantasy implications. Yeah. Yeah, I think for real-life football, I think this is a very smart, savvy veteran signing. Um, Los Hyde put up uh, over 1,000 yards last year in Houston. They've got two main running backs on the roster in Seattle in Chris Carson and Rashad Penny that are both coming off of injuries. Uh, Rashad Penny is not in great shape looking to start the season. Um, As Betts has kind of mentioned previously in, in some other conversations we've had, um, it looks like he's a candidate to start the year on the pup, the physically unable to perform list. So really, you've got a backfield to start the season of Chris Carson, who's coming off an injury of his own with the hip and in the last year of his contract. And then behind that is Travis Homer, who was, I believe, an undrafted free agent. So they needed more depth in that backfield. They called on Tequila pouring Marshawn Lynch off the streets last year for the playoff run because they had literally nobody they needed a veteran signing. They got a veteran that can come in on early downs for three yards in a cloud of dust um, and provide some depth to that offense. It makes a lot of sense for for real life, real life purposes. For fantasy, I, I'm really just not loving this backfield as a whole. Um, Chris Carson's in his last year, like I mentioned previously. I don't know how they're feeling about him long term. This is really going to be kind of a prove it season for Chris Carson. Can you stay healthy? Can you stop freaking fumbling, by the way? That's been a problem. Um, Can you stay on the field? Can you contribute the way that you have? Maybe you'll earn yourself an extension that way. But he was only a seventh-round pick. He's very inexpensive to move on from if they want to after this season. 
and they gave Carlos Hyde a one year as well. So really, this backfield is pretty open going into 2021. We'll see what happens there. If Penny can turn it around and solidify himself, great. DJ Dallas out of Miami uh, really has an opportunity, I think, to earn a roster. Well, he'll be on roster in 2021 to earn a featured role in 2021. But this could also be one of the better fantasy landing spots for running backs come the 2021 draft. So we'll keep an eye on that. But I'm really kind of down on Carson for injury concerns, for bringing in Carlos Hyde. I don't think that they want to just ride uh, Chris Carson into the ground this season. I think there's going to be a real committee approach with Hyde factoring in on some early down work and kind of spelling you know, Carson for maybe a series at a time, whatever the case might be. It's going to be interesting to watch, but I think they're kind of looking at this as a little bit of a one-two punch with Rashad Penny, you know, let's get you healthy and get you in behind it and see what you can contribute for the second half of the season. I don't know. It's very uninspiring, both in redraft and in dynasty, except for DJ Dallas, who I think is the only kind of aspect of this backfield that has a future beyond the 2020 season. Yeah, and I think too, you know, just looking at like the advanced metrics on PFF, looking at their elusive rating, which takes into account uh, broken tackles and uh, missed tackles or, or, you know, evaded tackles, so to speak. Uh, Carlos Hyde all the way down at 32 in the NFL, minimum of 100 rush attempts. Uh, Chris Carson up at fourth in the entire league. So he was effective when he got the ball and he's always been good when he gets the ball. But like you said, the fumbling issues are real. The durability concerns are real. Yeah, I think for 2020, for redraft, it's going to kind of be a messy situation. But if this creates a buying opportunity in you know for Dynasty Leagues, DJ Dallas, the rookie running back out of Miami, really interested to see what you can get him for. He's been going in, in drafts I've done like late third, um, sometimes in the fourth round, where he's already a value in and of himself. So I would go out and see... Of rookie. Yeah, rookie, rookie, rookie draft, teams. right. And see kind of what the, the yeah. owner wants for him at this stage if they see the, the Carlos Hyde signing as a negative here for Seattle. All right, boys, let's move on to the mock draft. We are doing a 12-team PPR mock draft. One quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, a flex, and, of course, kicker and defense with some bench spots. We're going to draft as one team, talk through the strategy, talk through our preferred uh, pick, talk through why Okada's takes are probably incorrect, and get into <laughs> uh, uh, you know a, a strategy here. So we'll see what we do. We have got team. We have randomly been assigned the 1.09 in this draft. Um, and before we get started, guys, I just want to get your your take on where do you like to draft from in redraft leagues? What's your preferred spot? Uh, <clears throat> top six for me, because I think there is a five running back, uh, what I would call like elite tier. Consisting of? Arguably CMC's in his own consisting tier. Of who? Oh, consisting of CMC, Barkley, uh, Zeke. Kamara and Cook. For me, those guys all fit into a tier of eliteness with CMC potentially being his own. And then Michael Thomas is also so high above in his own tier at wide receiver that he fits into this world as well. And so I'm getting one of those guys at six. I'm happy to start my team with that. That's where I'd like to sit. John, what do you think? And I totally hear what you're saying there, and I get that. But there is a lot of really, really good talent at the back of the first and into the early to mid second that I I like a lot. Yes, there's elite talent in in the early first, but then you're waiting a while to get back to it. Whereas I, I really like actually where we kind of randomly ended up here between the nine to the 11 are like my favorite spots in this draft because I want to be closer to that turn and have my selection of two guys earlier that I think are going to combined give me more points than what the early elite and the late second is going to look like. I, I like right around here near the turn better. Yeah, I think I'm with Okada on this one. I like the top six picks in this year's draft specifically given that top tier. Um, so I'm with Okada on that. We are just outside of that tier though at the, the ninth pick. The draft went as follows as I start the draft here. Christian McCaffrey at the 1.01, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Austin Eckler sneaking his way up into the 1.08 in the draft. That puts us back up on the clock here, uh, fellas. And there's a couple wide receivers that I'm really liking here. What are your thoughts on the players that are available here at this point? 
Uh, it's yeah. Devont Bay for me. Like it's it's totally Devonte Adams. Um, we've talked about him ad nauseum on this podcast over the last few weeks, and the fact that we think he's got a strong case to have the most receiving touchdowns uh, of any receiver on in the NFL. Um, there's like no number two on that team, unless you're counting Alan Lazard. There's no competition for targets. After Green Bay went out and drafted Jordan Love early, uh, this is the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. He's not going to take kindly for that. He's going to come out on like a scorched earth message sending season. Uh, it's Devontae Adams for me. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, um, Julio Jones is also interesting to me, yeah. but it's between the two of them. I don't think there's any running backs that really deserve to go this high that are left, and I think we can get plenty that we will like coming back to us if we want. So it's between Adams and Julio. I think you know Adams has a touchdown edge. Julio has the yards edge. Probably Adams has a receptions edge. We're in a PPR league. I will take Adams. Yeah. I think I'm with you guys as well. Um, you know, as John said, we have stated on the pod, strong candidate to lead the league in receiving touchdowns this year. I'll take Devontae Adams for our team as our first pick at the ninth uh, overall selection. After Devontae Adams, we had DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb at the 1.12. The 2.01 is Josh Jacobs, 2.02, Miles Sanders, and then Julio wow. almost made it back to us. He goes the 2.03, phenomenal value there uh, on Julio Jones. We are back up at the 2.04 after taking Devontae Adams. Guys, I'll read off uh, the list here as far as the positions at wide receiver. We've got guys like Tyree Kill, Chris Goblin, uh, Allen Robinson. At running back, we have Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, etc. Um, the tight end that I think potentially you would consider is Travis Kelsey, and that's kind of about it as far as the players I see available here to draft. Uh, what are you guys thinking? So I just counted bets. There are 11 running backs in the first 15 picks of this draft. Wow. That is cray cray. I was I was sure we could get Sanders or Jacobs. Those were the two guys I was looking at when I made that comment last round back at this pick. And they both went three and two spots before us. And now we're stuck in a, in a kind of awkward spot. Fortunately for me, I think Kenyon Drake is a decent pick here. Um, I also don't hate getting Tyreek Hill or Chris Godwin starting with two elite wide receivers. If yeah. we got those two guys, we would have the best receiving core in the league. Any either of those two guys with Devontae. But at the same time, I feel like Kenyon Drake might be the end of a tier of running backs that I consider like very good chance at RB1 value probably. Uh, and he's still here. So I would be okay with either of those directions. I also George am... Kittle on the board. Yeah, Kittle's there too, which which is interesting. Um, I feel like you got to go running back here. Um, I think that Kenyon Drake is a strong candidate to finish as an RB1, as, as I've said previously. The dude absolutely tore it up in the second half of the season when he earned that bell cow job there in Arizona. They brought him back. They like him. This is going to be an explosive, spread it out offense. Defenders are not going to be able to stack the box. I feel like he's going to be facing a lot of nickel and dime defenses all over the place. Smaller guys to go against as opposed to linebacker heavy. Um, I like Kenyon Drake a ton this season. I think that taking him right here, there's a lot of wide receivers that I will feel comfortable with coming back to as our wide receiver two. Mm, there are not a call. lot of running backs that I will feel comfortable coming back to as our running back one. So I would go Kenyon Drake. That's a really That's interesting a point. point. I mean, that... That's why you would take Kenyon Drake over a guy like Tyree Kill. There's no question Tyree Kill is going to score more fantasy points, right? I think we can probably yeah. all agree on that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But in yep. redraft, it's just so tough to hit on running backs. Even saying that, I would be sick to my stomach if we didn't have Tyree Kill as our wide receiver, too, with Devontae I know. Adams. That is amazing. Oh, man. But I agree. I'm kind of tempted. I'm kind of tempted what? to play you know with what? it. I want to play with it. I want to see exactly. what happens. We're doing it. This is a mock. It's our first mock. We're going to yeah. do more. It's a time to experiment. Let's do yeah. it and see let's, what happens with our running back right. situation. Good. I like it. Let's go. I'm so we'll take Tyree Kill. We're going to play with the yeah, theory. We'll take Tyree Kill yeah. at the 2.04. He is the second player on our team, obviously, and he is our second wide receiver. After Tyreek, it goes Chris Goblin, Aaron Jones, our man, Kenyon Drake, Juju, Leonard Fournette, Travis Kelsey, Lamar Jackson, George Kittle, Kenny Galladay, Pat Mahomes goes, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, 
Odell Beckham Jr., DJ Moore, and Allen Robinson go right before us. We are back on the clock at the 3.09. At running back, we still have Todd Gurley on the board, CEH, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, etc. Wide receiver, we got guys like Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, AJ Brown. Interesting. <laughs> you. Shush. <laughs> The entire time that Betts has been reading off these names, John and I have been having a silent battle about who John wants to pick here. <laughs> oh, it is so Jonathan Taylor. No, no it's get not. Him out of here. I'm going to veto Man. that so hard. Two to one, job. We are not uh, taking Jonathan Taylor at this pick. And if you're new to the show, you're finding us. Okay, okay. Jonathan okay, Taylor redraft. is okay, the redraft. biggest okay. JT fan that exists on this planet. <laughs> That's right. Jonathan Taylor is the biggest JT fan. Is what you just okay. Said. Um, John Helmkamp. You guys way, look the same. Name. I mean, it's the uncanny. It's uncanny. <laughs> it's very uncanny. Okay, no, I hear you. I'm switching my mind. This is redraft. This is not dynasty. This is different. I get it. Okay, pumping brakes. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Okay. This seems um, like a good, maybe a good spot to take a defense, guys. What oh, for sure. Yeah, totally. Let's 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 go <laughs> kicker. Let's go kicker here. Um, um I, I'm in a bit of a conundrum here. I don't I know. This is this is tricky. I'm kind of inclined. I don't know inclined. if this thing has worked out for us. This strategy, and that's why you do it, right? You you got to get to see like what happens that's when things go wrong. That's why you do it. Okay, so tell tell me what you guys think about this. First of all, I will say, I really like Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray, but we're not taking quarterback here, so that's unfortunate. Hopefully, Way too they're early. still there. They probably won't be. Do you guys think that Todd Gurley is a, is a tier above anyone left? I don't think so because I think Betts likes Melvin Gordon more than Gurley, and he's also still on the board. Yeah. Do we have to go running back? Like that that's You know my who else question. is still there is Mark Ingram. You know who else is still there is Keenan Allen. I think Mark Ingram is probably a little too early here. Ooh. We could get Mark Ingram if we wait another round for sure. We're only Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. I, I think I'm noticing enough running back value here that I wouldn't actually hate going receiver again. I In think a I three like receiver Keenan Allen. with two flexes. Yeah. One flex, one flex, right? Three one receiver, flex. one yes. flex. One flex. Keenan Allen is very attractive here. That's a lot of catches. Do you have concerns about the quarterback play? Not knowing if it's Tyrod Taylor or not. Justin Herbert. I do not. I ha- I think that losing Rivers hurt Eckler. Uh, yep. I don't think it's likely to hurt anybody else. I think that the other guys there, and I expect it to be Herbert, will be fine for Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, pretty much everyone else. Down the line. Well, and Keenan Allen is just in a ridiculous ridiculously quarterback friendly wide receiver he separates incredibly well runs a lot in the slot makes himself an easy target a lot i'm not all that concerned about the quarterback change uh if there's someone on that team other than eckler that's hurt the most by the quarterback change to me it's mike williams who is not a separator does not make himself a friendly target Mm. i i think that keenan allen to me um as our third wide receiver yeah that's disgusting um, that's disgusting. I, I kind of want to play with that and then come back for a running back two. Like, I think we might get a Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, maybe there, a David Johnson, something like that. So I, I, I want to go Keenan Allen. And I will say, too, like, if this was my actual team, I think this is the pick I would truly make because I'm never a drafter that reaches just for positional need unless it's like, you know, it's getting yeah. super, super dry and you like have to take a running back or something. But this is a three wide receiver league. You have to start three. And if you're starting Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill, you have a huge upside guy in Tyreek. You have a super safe wide receiver in Devontae Adams, and you have a PPR monster in Keenan Allen. Those three yep. guys are locked and loaded for me every single week, and you don't even have to think about That's it. That's a so lot of points. I'm in on that. Let's take Keenan Allen here. We'll see what happens with the rest of our draft. Super risky, obviously, from a positional nice. standpoint. But I like it. I like the risk. Oh, Okada is making Gurley sounds. Gurley was the only running back to go. I'm disgusted. And I wanted it. Really him. falls to the 4.03. We also had Zach Ertz and Cortland Sutton off the board. Mark Andrews as well. Fellas, we're back up at 4.04. This is the zone where I feel like we have to take a running back. We have to take a guy that could be an RB1. And I'm looking at Melvin Gordon. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't hate it. Okay, so this is interesting. Chris Carson is here. And we, you guys talked. John was down on Chris Carson. I don't feel too down about on Chris Carson. Because I think they bring in Carlos Hyde as a depth piece and not a spell Carson piece, unless Carson gets hurt. Um, I think they love Carson and they intend to run with him still. If they didn't, they would have drafted someone a little bit higher. 
I'm not saying I like him more than Melvin Gordon, but Mel, but I mean, like we're talking about Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. That's more competition than Carlos Hyde on a worse team that likes to run less. Can I spin it so, for you this way? So hold up. I was going to say in a PPR league, does that factor in with the Broncos offense versus the Seahawks offense? Gordon likely to get more catches. Gordon's absolutely uh, likely to get more catches to me than Carson is. I absolutely think that Gordon's PPR upside is more and his injury risk is less than Chris Carson. But if we're talking straight up PPR, there's another rookie running back that's available mm, in Clyde edwards that I think should be considered for the PPR upside. I was hoping you'd like, bring him up. This is the, the best offense in the NFL with the best quarterback in the NFL – with a wide receiver, by the way, that uh, we we have Tyreek, don't we? No, we don't have Tyreek. We do. Yeah. We do? Yeah, I'm, we do. Hold yeah. on. I'm losing our roster. Where did our roster go? Uh, roster. There we go. Yep, we do have Tyreek. So, interesting to have two pieces from Kansas City, potentially. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the PPR format, I mean, they are loving on him. Mahomes asked for him specifically on draft night. The GM is all in. Andy Reid's like, he's my next Brian Westbrook. Like, they love CEH. I think if you if you want upside at your running back two, I, I don't hate that pick. Running back one. We, we still don't have one on our roster. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, so here's back, the thing. Here's the thing, one. John. That's I think true. your last point was a perfect point. Yep. I think that that is a very valid strategy, but because we don't have, we don't have one. I'm with you. Okay, this might be crazy. Uh, correct me if you guys think this is stupid. I like Mark Ingram here because I think he might be the safest, most reliable guy to be a consistent RB1 of all the guys we're looking at. I would take Carson over Mark Ingram. And I would take Melvin Gordon over all three of those guys. Uh, this is tough, man. This is really tough. We're definitely in a tier here where it's it's tricky to decide. John, John, is Melvin Gordon below Ingram and Carson, or where does he fall for you in that in that group? Yeah, he's below them. I'd go Gordon. Okay, so then bets. Who's your second after Gordon? After Gordon, Ingram or Carson? Yeah, uh, like in terms of Ceh Gordon's versus Mark Ingram. No, no, no. Ingram or Carson? We've ruled Ceh out. We can't have a rookie for RB one that has to win the job. Still yeah, typing. I think in that scenario, I would take Mark Ingram because I know he's going to get at least two hundred touches in a run heavy offense. And every single I heard the stat today. I listened to another podcast. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, Every single running back that has touched the ball in Lamar Jackson starts has averaged over five yards carry. I don't know, man. I mean, listen. Uh, but PPR, uh, he's not going to catch the he's football. He's my first option. That's true, but Carson and Gordon, I don't think are going to catch that many passes either. Like, I think Gordon will. I do too. Gordon is, is a talented pass catcher, but I don't think he's going to have 50 catches. This is tough. All right, None boys. of these guys are going to have 50, but I think that he'll have 35. We got to make a decision here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Okada take this selection. <laughs> yeah, make All your right, pick. Then I'm taking right, Mark Ingram. We'll take Let's Mark do it. Ingram. Right, let's go. Uh, he is our RB1. Kind of a spicy take, I would say, guys. Like above, I think this is yeah. early for Mark Ingram. What you'll really see in drafts, we're going to take him at the 4.04 as our RB1. After that goes Melvin Gordon, Bobby Woods, Tyler Lockett, Le'Veon Bell, CEH, Stefan Diggs, Austin Hooper and Calvin Ridley close out the fourth round. In the fifth, we have a bunch of wide receivers going off the board. Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, DK Metcalf, Devin Singletary at the 508. We are back up at 5.09. We talked about Chris Carson at the last pick. He fell to us here uh, at the wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. We have guys like Terry McLaurin, who I love. Tyler Boyd. Uh, tight end. I love Terry McLaurin. Yeah, tight end. We're looking at guys like Darren Waller or Evan Ingram. I think it's a little too early for those guys. So what are your thoughts here? Uh, running back versus receiver and Chris Carson versus Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah, John is having an aneurysm over there knowing that Jonathan Taylor is on the this board. This is like the we gift don't of pick uh, Donald Duck with his like heartbeat coming out of his chest. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. And John's just staring at You know what this JT. is? This, this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle gift where he's just shaking. Yes. <laughs> like that's 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 me right now. Um Ooh, Good wee. lord. Good gracious. Honestly, I like Terry McLaurin so much here, guys. Yes. I I was talking to John earlier. I am rising big on Terry McLaurin from this for you this year. To me. I picked and him so in the I. 
I picked him in the fourth round of the mock uh, Darnacy startup. I or fourth or fifth, John? Do you remember? You were there. Fifth, I of think. The, of the mock startup I did, I got Keenan Allen also, and I was loving it. Oh, it was juicy. That roster was good. And this is our short turn. I think there's a good chance we get one of Carson Taylor, David Johnson, who I like this year. Swift and Akers are there. They could be decent even as rookies. James White will do fine for us in a PPR league. I don't hate taking Terry McLaurin here. Who are the tight ends, by the way? Let's look at tight end yeah, real quick. Yeah, it's uh, Darren, Darren Waller, Waller Hunter, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry basically are the, the, the picks there. I don't feel this, a need to go tight end. At this point, I'm waiting on tight end. Yeah. Like, at this point, I'm giving it a few more rounds at least and then picking up a younger option at tight end. Um, John, what are your thoughts if it's not Jonathan Taylor? Uh, and is, I will say this. If he's there the next round, I would be fine to take I agree. him. Just I agree. because. He's he's not going to be. He's not going to last another. It's a short turn. You he only might. have six picks. Yeah, six picks. He's not, last, he's not lasting six picks. Um... I hear what you're saying about Terry McLaurin. I love him as well. We have three wide receivers and one running back. This is true, but we also have to start a flex. And our flex in PPR most weeks should be a wide receiver, right? McLaurin will outscore Chris Carson by a good amount, I would think, on a weekly basis. And I think so. If it's not if it's not Chris Carson or Jonathan Taylor, it's David Johnson for me, no question. I think I agree with that. At running back. I don't think John likes David Johnson very much. He 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 gave me a, a dead eye. I'm I'm okay with him. I don't love it. Um okay. Sounds like Terry McLaurin's the pick then, John. Is that what you're saying? <sighs> I mean Yeah, sure. He, he, oh! Yes, he said yes. Really? <laughs> we convinced him to take him. This over. is technically a best pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, man. You don't have to convince me. Terry McLaurin's my dude. I'm gonna plant my flag <laughs> on Terry McLaurin this year. Um Guys, like the list of names who ran over. Oh, oh what do we get? What do we get? Oh, burr, 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 burr. oh, we got it. Who went over to ah! 2.0 uh, yards per route run last year as, as a rookie? The guys that have done it in history, it is Hall of Fame level players. I think Terry McClory has like huge, huge upside. And to pair him up as our wide receiver four. Make the pick and then I talk. Love it. Make the pick and then talk. We have, I'm going to let people know who went off the board. We have uh, Julian Edelman, James Conner, Hollywood Brown, Chris Carson, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks. Jonathan Taylor has fallen to us at the 6.04. Ooh, we, we risked we. it. He fell back to us. Please. John didn't think he would. Please. I'm going to tell you who we actually should take. I'm just kidding. We can take Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yes. I'm just kidding. Us. We can take him. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's look at tight ends again. Oh, nobody's gone. Look at that. <laughs> we'll take JT. Um, by the way, let, just to point this out. This is this is like the fates. The the dynasty gods have smiled upon us because the five running backs after Jonathan Taylor in the Fantasy Pros rankings, which is the site we're doing this on, had also gone. And the tier after Jonathan Taylor that was available was David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift. It was poop. You're so getting this in, is a, you're this getting is into a value backups? on Taylor. Yeah, you're getting into backups or receiving option running backs. Yeah. So this after was this. great set up for us this this worked out exquisitely yeah. you see john all things work together for those who love jonathan taylor <laughs> i agree and and let me just for for the people listening if you're new to our podcast uh jonathan taylor is the best running back prospect that has come out since saquon it's it's zeke saquon and then him since zeke has come into the league in terms of talent in terms of production in terms of physical measurables in terms of Weight-adjusted speed score in terms of landing spot. Jonathan Taylor is with an elite young offensive line. He might start the season a little bit slow. There's no OTAs this year. It might take him a little bit of time to get acclimated to the offense. Marlon Mack is still there as like a $2 million backup. That's what I'm calling him at this point. But Jonathan Taylor is a truly special running back prospect. I know this is redraft, but I still think that by like the midpoint, the midpoint in this season, and we are so wide receiver heavy that can carry our team very well early with Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin. That is a juicy yeah. four wide receiver set. That is amazing. Mm. 
by the time Jonathan Taylor kind of works himself into taking over and getting acclimated to the NFL by, you know, the midpoint in the season, I'll be liberal and say that'll take that long. He's going to be special down the stretch with that offense, with their strength of schedule that is absolutely incredible for running backs. Everything about it looks massive for Jonathan Taylor to be a guy that can carry your team into the fantasy playoffs down the home stretch of the season. Yeah, I love, John, that you brought up that point about the strength of schedule. I wrote an article. It's on the site looking at... It's incredible. Uh, the my, my biggest takeaways from a fantasy perspective, looking at the schedule release. And the Colts have, by far, it is not even close, the easiest schedule... It's not close. ...in terms of Vegas projected win-loss totals. It's not close at all. They're going to be in very favorable game scripts with an up-and-coming defense that is good. They run the ball a lot there, offensive line. I think JT, like you said, in the end of the season or or back half could be a league winner. I think we should take that into yep. consideration with our next pick and pick someone that we can play in the first four or five weeks or so. But yeah, yep. I agree with everything yep. you said there with Jonathan Taylor. And I recommend it too. Like it, Some people might be playing to be successful in the first few weeks of the season. It's also not a bad idea, you know, in the future to target Marlon Mack late in the draft as a, a value in the 10th round or something like that to have a startable running back early on in the season. So just a, a word of note there about the schedule. Before we make our next pick, I'm going to stop and pause and thank kind of a sponsor of tonight's show. Not really. I'm going to tell you about us, about Patreon.com slash RedShirtsPod. Hey! We are sponsoring the show. <laughs> the link is Patreon.com slash RedShirtsPod. The fellas and myself revamped our tiers. And if you're not really familiar with what Patreon is, essentially it's a place that you can go to support um, you know, podcasters, musicians, artists, etc. You can kind of support their work and, and say thank you by pledging a few bucks to the site and pledging a few bucks to us. I just want to say we have a, an awesome group of patrons right now. They're in the Slack channel every day talking with us, and it's just so fun to have those guys there. Uh, and you can be a part of that and get bonus resources. Our new tiers have new content coming to you guys. Really interesting stuff. You're going to get access to our, um, our, you know, cheating at ADP, so to speak. So looking at different platforms, ESPN, Yahoo, Sleeper. And we're going to tell you where the ADP is wrong. Guys to target in each round. You're going to get access to our top 200 consensus rankings. My do not draft list from an injury perspective. Again, exclusive only for Patreon supporters as well as some DFS tiers uh, and some sports betting tiers. So check that out. Lots to love at patreon.com slash Richards pod. You will not be upset to join and again you get access to the Devonte adams jersey giveaway automatically john mm. what is up i'm looking at the board right now and you know what you're I think you're looking at the board is what you're saying i was looking at the board and i was mistaken i thought that dak fell here and he went previously so oh, never mind no. I was going to say if Dak lasted to this pick, that would be in consideration. That would be a smash for me. Yeah, yeah but I think that we need stability at the running back position in in my standpoint. Um, because we have Mark Ingram, who we're very confident with. Jonathan Taylor, we think might get off to a little bit of a slow start, although be special down the back half of the season. Um, I, I kind of like going David Montgomery here. I do too. Who is mm. a second-year running back in a system that needs to feature him. He needs to be a a guy that gets more carries than he did last season. We heard it all last year from uh, the coaching staff there that was like, oh, you know what? We just, we need to get him more carries. And they give him like six. And then they overcorrect the next week against Denver and give him like 29 or whatever it was. I think that this guy is going to be very heavily utilized. I think he's catching up to the NFL game. I think that as our third running back who will probably finish this season very easily in the RB2 range. I think that David Montgomery is a, a good roster piece right here. I do too. All right. Go ahead, Okada. Oh, well, I may be, I probably will just be overruled then, but I will make a pitch. Yeah, I want to hear for it. Ja- I wanna, I wanna for hear James it. White. Mm-hmm. We are in a PPR league. That is always, the first thing you should think when you're in a PPR league is, I'm going to pick James White or Tariq Cohen in the middle rounds and have myself a locked-in flex. I think that there's a very good chance that James White has more receiving production than David Montgomery has rushing production, and as much rushing as David Montgomery does receiving. James White is going to be the second target on that team. It is Julian Edelman, and then it is James White. 
I, I could see him being a 70 catch, 80 catch guy this year, potentially. And most importantly, we want a guy who's going to be reliable for us for the first eight weeks of the season, like John said, until Jonathan Taylor really kicks into gear. I think James White is potentially the more reliable guy. And then I feel better about him being on our bench or sliding into our flex than I do about David Montgomery when Jonathan Taylor comes around. So I would go James White, but I don't hate David Montgomery. I don't hate that either, what you're saying about James White. I think that that's totally valid. Um, I mean, Nikhil Harry is still there. Keep that in mind. I was going to say, no love for uh, Nikhil. He is. Yeah, uh, I like Nikhil Harry, actually, and I think he will, hopefully by the end of the season, probably be the, the second target. But even then, James White's going to be competing for targets. I mean, this is a guy who's going to get seven targets a game. Does quarterback play factor into this at all with you? Uh, rookie we quarterback, have, or not rookie quarterback, kind of rookie quarterback, red sophomore shirt. who's never played. Yeah, yes, shirt. red. Oh, you're oh, welcome. Jared quarterback. Said the official Thank quarterback you. on this um, podcast. <laughs> yes, Jared said in the official red shirt. Actually, quarterback. if anybody, it's Patrick Mahomes is the official quarterback. Of True, red shirts. True story there. Uh, I see him likely to lean on a running back who he can dump the ball off to more than a Nikhil Harry, who's not a separator. To your earlier point, yep. John, about uh, about the Chargers. Keenan Allen. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not super strong on one side or the other. Bet I lean. John was kind of convinced. I lean Bets. Montgomery here, and I think too. it's just because we know. I think we know what James White is, and like you're saying, he's reliable, which is true. True. But David Montgomery, if things go well and things go right, could push for 300 total touches, rushing and receiving, this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think you see that That's with valid. James White, and I'm not confident in the Patriots' offense, man. I think it's going to be a slow-moving offense. They're going to want to play with the defense, run the football. I'm not as confident as you and James White repeating what he's done in the past. And I think we haven't seen the ceiling for David Montgomery. And so I think at this pick, and and let's you know be honest too, we pick in six more picks. I think if we want sure. one guy to follow us, I think it's going to be James White. James I don't White. think yeah, Montgomery true. would follow us. So he would be my pick here. I don't know if we want to pick James White as the next pick. I feel like we may need to consider quarterback and tight end as well at some point right. here. Let's, but let's take David Montgomery. I like Montgomery. We'll, we'll see what see happens. We, he yeah. goes to us here at the 7.09. After our selection, we had Josh Allen, uh, Tom oh, Brady, man. Jameson Crowder, Matt Ryan, Emmanuel Sanders, Christian Kirk. Okada, I'm going to give you the chance. Do you want to add James White to this roster? Or would you rather um, have one more season of Drew Brees? All right, yeah, let's talk about quarterbacks. Breeze, Wentz, Rogers, Stafford is who is left at the top. I like all those names. I would be plenty happy about going with any of those names as my starter. I actually might have Breeze the lowest of those four, so I don't know if I'd go that route. This is our long turn, so it's a, it is a question of whether we one gets back to us, one of those four. But I think one probably does. Outside of those, outside of those, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford. Beyond that, in a single quarterback redraft league, we're looking at Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, Jared Cook, or I'm sorry, Jared Goff. I don't hate those either. Yeah, this to me, this feels like that. It's not that big of a teardrop to go from Drew Brees to, like you guys said, Matthew Stafford. I don't think it's that. Big. I will okay. also, I will also bring up the fact that there is one tight end that I think that is left that is potentially mm. Mm. head and shoulders above what's left there, and that's Evan Ingram, who is still hanging on the board. I like Tyler Higby too, but for me, it's those two guys and then a big yeah. drop. So, that is exactly what I was going to say. If one of those two get, both of those two get taken before our pick comes around, we're going to be sad. Yeah, because then we're going to be starting Fant, Gasicki, Gronk, Hawkinson, somewhere in that range. I kind of lean maybe towards taking one of these two guys, and I actually think I might be a Higby guy here. Ingram is just—I don't hit it. So injury prone. Bets. Yeah. Maybe you can weigh in there. I am. I saw a hilarious tweet uh, this past week of the Giants' blue yes. tent, and yes. it had eighty-eight and Evan Ingram's name on it, like it was just. His tent. set aside for him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's one for him, and then there's one for the I rest of the team. I don't trust him. To... <laughs> exactly. I feel like I don't trust him being there for us for the whole season. I kind of like Higby more, but bets. What do you think? Yeah, it's you know Evan Ingram is a guy that 
I believe in the talent. Like he is a cheat code at tight end, and what we, he saw in his yeah. rookie year, right, what he could do. So this is definitely an upside pick Insane. if we would take him. But there's two points I want to make. One is coming off of foot surgery, uh, the midfoot sprain. This is always problematic for at least nine months. He's going to be pushing week one to start with, and factor that in as well. The Giants have a horrific start to the season. I think Daniel Jones is going to struggle from a strength of schedule standpoint early on. There's a lot of target distribution that we're not sure how it's going to go. If we wanted Evan Ingram, I feel like if this is a real league, my strategy would be I'm going to pencil that in for like week five, week six trade and go from there. Mm-hmm. I would draft someone else and then kind of come back and see if I can get him later. Or if someone gets frustrated enough, pick him up off waivers. Okay, so then would you lean Higby here? There, are, there is still James White. Man, I have serious concerns about Tyler Higby this year. I mean, what he Ooh. what he did last year on that pace is... I mean, we talk about regression all the time, right, guys? What Tyler Higby yes. did not is keep that not pace. realistic. Now, no, he would be the wide receiver one, I'm yes. pretty sure, if he stayed on that there pace. There is a realistic scenario where he and Evan Ingram just go... Or, uh, excuse me, uh, Gerald Everett, just go back to splitting targets there. And, you know, it took... Two and a half months for Higby to be the one. Now, we've talked about it. Is that just the fact that, you know, maybe they didn't realize how good Higby was and now he's the dude? Or are they going to go back to three wide receiver sets with, I don't know, man. I don't know. John, what are your, th- what are your thoughts? Anybody have any thoughts on taking a stack and putting Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams? No. <laughs> no? I mean, it's not, I mean, I would it's really not like to interesting get him at, our, at all. I would really like to get him at our next pick, but if we lose out on him and end up with Stafford or Wentz, I'm going to feel zero sorrow. Yeah. And if we lose so, out on a tight end and have to go fans, we can yeah. we can go Higby. I'm fine to see what happens, but I'm just not. I'll put that out there. I'm just not as high as the consensus is on this guy this year. Yeah, I just so. want to put my pin in that before we move on, yeah. since my apparent stack got shut down very quickly. <laughs> uh, uh, between these two, I like the offense better in LA as a whole. Um, I think that there is a real chemistry there that was shown with Jared Goff. I think that Higby showed that he is clearly far and away the better tight end on that team, with the fact that when they utilized him, he made himself available and made himself a friendlier target, and Goff wanted to throw him the ball. So he had a ton of opportunity. He's not going to keep up the same torrid pace that he had in the last like four to six weeks or whatever it was last year. It's not going to happen. But I still think this is a guy that at the tight end position, you have like three tight ends. You've got like a tier in itself with Kelsey and Kittle. And then you have like Mark Andrews. And then after that, you have like four tight ends roughly. And then it's a bunch of question marks that are all going to be in a similar range Higby to me has one of the best chances of slotting in as being a top Mm. five tight end uh, option this year of anybody else so I I would lean Higby here as the tight end pick all right I think we've discussed that one enough we'll go ahead and take Tyler Higby here our tight end at 8.04 and then we got a long way to wait guys a little names here kind of like you know went Carson Wentz DeAndre Swift Aaron Rodgers Cam Akers interesting uh, Anthony Miller, J.K. Dobbins, Philip Lindsay, James White falls all the way to the 9.07. Uh, and then Mikkel Hardman. He almost got back to us again. At the 9.08. Yeah, Worth noting, because I think it's important to let listeners know, Evan Ingram's still on the board at the 9.09. So interesting. Wow. We could have gone somewhere else and still gotten Ingram uh, a pick li- or a round that later. But of course, hindsight is 2020. Guys, we're not taking another tight end at this point. Do you want to circle back to quarterback? We still have Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford on the board. I think you got to take one of them to me because it's a pretty big difference between there and and what's below them. And I'd even consider reaching a little bit and taking Baker here potentially if you like it. That's fine with me. But I feel like at this point in the draft, we're we're in the the late ninth. I think you got to grab whichever quarterback looks best to you, and then start filling in some depth behind that at that point. What is your guys' take on Jared Goff this year? Because I'm feeling pretty good about him. This is a team that lost Todd Gurley. Yes, they lost Todd Gurley. He was their guy. They ran the offense through him. 
The offense may not be as good as it's been in the first couple years of McVay this year, but it is going to run through Jared Goff. It's not going to run through Cam Akers. Like, I like Cam Akers. I would have potentially been willing to pick him here if he was still on the board, which he barely went. Uh, But I think it's going to be Goff throwing to Cup and Woods. He still has great receivers. He has a very talented tight end that we just talked about and took in this draft and a good second tight end. And his running back in Akers can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think this team is going to rebound, and I think it's going to be on the shoulders of Goff. If we wait here, don't take a quarterback, and end it up with Goff, I would be plenty happy. I do like Stafford more. He's a QB1 for me this year, so he would be my other guy. Right. If we want to go now, it would be Stafford. Over Breeze? If we go, so let, let's just quickly talk about the running backs and receivers, just in case we don't want to go quarterback here. Geis, Tariq Cohen, Sony Michelle, Jordan Howard. Those are kind of the names. After that, it gets really ugly. So if we want to get one more running back, this might be a necessary place. Receiver, you got Mike Williams. We're not doing that. We have Keenan Allen. CeeDee Lamb, Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, Justin Jefferson. I wouldn't hate getting him at some point in this draft. Yeah, I'd, I'd like but that. But it's getting kind of ugly there, too. I kind of feel like going one of those two directions and getting Goff later, or maybe even Stafford Falls, but I'm open to a quarterback here as well. I'll, if I were to choose for for me, I think that I would go the PPR. Uh, no, I wouldn't because we <laughs> we have no idea what we would do. Well, at least you're sure David, because we already have David Montgomery. I was gonna, I was, I was leaning Tariq Cohen right there. Oh, that's a good point. We can't but take we Tariq have, and David Montgomery right because we have both, so we can't do that. Shoot, I would almost wait on running back and come back for. Naheem Hines. I don't hate that. Uh, Betts, do you have any Taylor strong too. We got Jonathan Taylor too. Dang it. Oh, uh, I have a strong so, inclination that we could get okay. Matthew Stafford in the 10th round. True. We're only six picks away. So, okay. with that being said, I feel like it, I wouldn't hate going with one of the wide receivers running backs here on the board. There's a guy that I'm looking at that I think has... The ability to be a plug-and-play guy on any given week. And for me, it's Jordan Howard potentially leading the way in Miami. I mean, ninth Mm. round, he's not going to catch a ton of footballs. But ninth round, he'll produce some RB2 weeks for you. And, you know, to be your what running back, is that our fourth or our third? Four, yeah. That's good value to me. Jordan Howard over Sony Michelle. Yes. Yeah. And Darius Geis. Yes. Guys, okay. to me, is just too much of a question mark right now with the he is. history and how they view him. Like, I Michelle, love Geis. I don't know how he's much too much different from Jordan Howard, but I do like Jordan Howard as a late-round value. Do you not remember that Jordan Howard was like a top-12 running back for the first six weeks last year? Like, the yes, dude was but he was on a much better offense than I expect the Dolphins to be. I don't know. I mean, they bring back Fitzmagic to start the season. They're they're airing it out a little bit. They're going to be moving the ball a little. Um, they got a very improved defense. I think they're going to find themselves in a little bit better game scripts than they thought that they might. Um, I don't hate Jordan Howard over Sony Michelle. I I don't hate it either. I like. It. I don't hate curious. it. But the All thing right, let's that do it. from a roster construction standpoint, my only thing to our listeners right now. We have three running backs that are not proficient pass catchers. Jonathan mm, Taylor, Mark but, Ingram, David Montgomery. But, John, counterpoint, our receivers include Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Tyree Kill, who's not PPR, but he's going to get all the other points. No, I get that. That kind of makes up for it. Yeah, maybe. And, and I get that. But looking at a roster construction standpoint, it's like, boy, it would be nice to have a pass catching back in a PPR league at some point. Um, but the best two pass catching backs left are Tariq Cohen and Naheem Hines, and we have their starters in front of them <laughs> on this roster. Yeah, you hate to, hate see, to it. see it. Uh, let's do Jordan let's, Howard. Yeah, let's take Jordan Howard let's here at the nine point oh nine. Yep. All right. See, see what happens here uh, after that pick. So we have Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, the first defense off the board. Uh, San Francisco, then Baltimore, Denzel Mims, Ceedee Lamb, a couple of uh, rookies. Wow. Guys, Three Drew Brees, wide receivers. Matthew Stafford, both come back to us here at the 10.04. If I'm getting Drew Brees in the 10th round, I am so excited, man. You think Stafford over Brees? Yeah, he's fallen a lot. I like Stafford over Brees personally. Really? Um, he, I don't. Well, I mean, last year before he got hurt, he was clearly better. 
Yes. Unless you think his injury sets him back, nothing else on that team changed except that they got another good running back who can also catch passes. Everything else is the same. Now, this is like the 47th year in a row that we're going to discuss this, but do the Lions want to run the football more? <laughs> they took DeAndre Swift no! early in the second round after taking on Johnson just a couple years ago in the second round. They did do that, but they also have groomed one of the best young wide receivers in the league in Kenny Galladay. Like that, that makes up more ground than even getting Swift Dude, in, does. I don't okay, know. I'm, I'm going, me, it's, I'm going Okada. I'm going Stafford. Oh! All right. Two to one. I'm going, the tie is broken. I'm going Stafford over Breeze. Two to one. That's, that's my vote. I am overruled. Well, Betts, do you want to make a case for Breeze? Because you didn't even make a case. I mean, you look at what he's done in his career. The consistency is insane. And all you guys, you and Kent, when we were doing this like a year and a half ago, you were like, Drew Breeze is so old. Like, they're not going to throw the football a lot. <laughs> Came out and was like quarterback six. Like, Michael. To be fair, they haven't thrown the football. Well, you have Michael Thomas and you have Alan Kamara catching the football. You add Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know. I, this is fine. I'm a Stafford guy. I think he is going to have a very good year. If this was my team, I would take Drew Brees, but they're close enough that I'm okay with Stafford. That's fine. We'll we'll, All right, we'll take Stafford here at the 10.04. Looking the Lions also have no defense. To bounce back. This I is think true. Betts gets to make this his, his next pick. I don't think he's gotten to steal one that we didn't want. I love <laughs> it. Um, with that being said, we are back up here at the 11.09. There were some interesting values. Evan Ingram, 11.05. Fell all the way there. Wow. We had Sonny Michelle at the 10.12. I like that value. We also had um, Tariq Cohen go at the 10.09 shortly after our pick. But guys, we're back up here. We've got our quarterback. We've got our tight end. At this point, personally for my roster, I'm looking at bench spots here for running back and wide receiver. And I will say, Drew Brees still on the board <laughs> at the 11th round. Ah, wow. What is this Drew Brees Phenomenal hate? value. That's um, crazy. It's crazy, man. So at running back here... We're looking at guys like Damian Williams or Daryl Henderson, Tevin Coleman, wide receiver. You're looking at guys like Preston Williams, Brashad Perryman, Curtis Samuel. I don't really love that, to be honest with you. Mm. I kind of like the Damian Williams selection here. We talked about pass-catching running backs, and we talked about CEH. Obviously, he is very, very good. Damian Williams runs the best wheel route in the entire NFL, and I don't think he's just going to go away this year. So is he a reliable asset mm -hmm. in fantasy this year? No, probably not. Can he be a guy that can get you running back two with running back one upside on a week to week basis, potentially, if you need to start him? Yeah, I think he can. Can we? So that to me is much more of a competition than another route that is, or I'm sorry, much less of a competition. I think CEH carves out a very big role in that offense. Then another option that's out there that I think is a very real competition Daryl Henderson. Coleman. Oh, Daryl Henderson no. is still available. Stop it. Stop it. No. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Daryl Henderson is not good. I don't think he's fantastic, but he's already been there a year, is acclimated to the offense, knows what's going on, has a handle on the playbook. Does he? In a season without OTA. He didn't show it last year. With Kim. The reason he, he, didn't the reason do he couldn't get on the last field year. is because he couldn't learn the system. He couldn't learn the zone running and scheme. And he couldn't even jump Malcolm Brown. Yeah, I'm if you out can't on jump Darryl Malcolm Henderson, Brown man. as a rookie, I don't trust you in year I'm two. I'm out on Daryl Henderson. All right. Well, then F me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'll, leave, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll pivot uh, because I, I hate love you, you guys. <laughs> I love you too. Uh, I'll pivot because I hate you guys. Um, and we'll go to another option that I think is being overlooked because of rookie additions to the offense. Hunter Renfro is available right now. As someone that I think has a very, very intriguing role as a slot receiver in that offense, adding Henry Ruggs on the outside, that's going to open things up a lot. I think that Hunter Renfro is very much entrenched in this offense. I don't think he's going away. I think that he's going to be someone that gets a lot of looks in the slot, makes himself very, very friendly to the quarterback. Um, he's someone that I think could be very interesting as our wide receiver five, five. Um, that's an interesting pick to me. I I like Red, I like Renfro. Yeah, I don't personally. Know. I go Preston Williams. So we're all over the place. Bets. I think you should make the pick. I think it's Damian Williams. I think he's gonna have RB weeks off and on. It's the best offense in the league. I'll take the guy that's gonna catch some passes uh, from Patrick Mahomes. So that's my pick to be our running back four. All right. So I think you should make all it. All right, Damian Williams off the board. Eleven point oh nine. 
We are back up on the clock here. Hey, Hunter Renfro's still there. At 12.04, Hunter Renfro's still on the board. I'm not opposed to that pick here at this point. We just talked about him. Uh, I'm scanning to the other receivers. None of them stand out to me except Brandon Ayuk. You know I would love to pick him here. I love Ayuk. Um, But I would be fine with Renfro. This is our last bench spot. I think we're good on bench running backs. So I'm. I think the receiver is the way to go. Renfro's interesting. Ayuk is interesting to me. Outside of that, it's a poop show. Hey guys, so, Drew Brees is yes. still on the board. I, listen, yes. Oh, I forgot to mention this last round. Go ahead. We were the twelfth team to take a quarterback, so this is not surprising. No team has taken their backup quarterback yet. Got it. Brees was not picked among the first twelve, so he's just sitting there. Got it. So it was basically us choosing who would be the quarterback that doesn't get yes. picked, and Makes we took sense. Stafford. Makes sense. Um, what are you? I mean, listen, guys. Bets, do you have a strong choice between uh, Renfro or Ayuk, or do you have someone else? Out of those two, I would choose Renfro. Um, but I will say, like Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker, man. Here, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Justin Tucker, man. Justin Tucker, man. How about those Jaguars defense? No, listen, I'm not a two quarterback guy, but when Drew Brees is available in the twelfth round to pair up with oh. Matt Stafford, like you can Ugh. stream whatever matchup you want and have two top ten quarterbacks. It's not my preferred method, but when there's value, there's value. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That is interesting. I'm not saying. That is I'm just saying. saying. Here's the thing. We know Breeze is a stream-worthy guy, too, in the sense that if he's at home, he's probably going to outscore Matthew Stafford a good amount of the time. I don't hate this. Yes. Finally. It's interesting. <laughs> it's a bad thing. I don't think that our listeners should probably agree with it, but I don't hate it. Here's the thing, though. You, you can't let Drew Breeze go undrafted. Right. It's, it's That's not also gonna, true. That's a disrespect. It's disrespect, and it's not going to happen. Disrespect. And quite frankly, if this value falls to you, feel free to snag Drew Brees and then trade Stafford. Yes. Like, like there are routes to go. Or vice versa. When you're looking at draft, or vice versa. Trade Drew Brees and, and keep Stafford. Either way. Value is value, and I think that you can't ignore value. And Drew Brees is a screaming value right here. He's going to be in the NFC South that we've already talked about that we think is going to be pretty much track meets most weeks. Um, I don't hate this. I In a redraft shallow bench league like this, I like never have two quarterbacks on roster, but when someone that's going to be a quarterback one falls to you this late, take him. Use it as a trade piece. Okay, let me just say one thing. You guys are gonna probably going to laugh. I would legitimately take Justin Tucker here over Drew Brees. You're an idiot. Bye. A, <laughs> listen... Justin Tucker what? is on the going to be on the highest. No. He's going to be on the highest scoring offense in we the league. We just lost so many. He's the best kicker the in the league. It's it's our backup quarterback that we could get on waivers if we didn't take Justin Tucker. It doesn't matter. It's a kicker. It doesn't matter. Okay, well, are you just going to go by, like, the rules that you've established yourself, or are you going to go by how many points our team is going to score? <laughs> we might get, like, the sixth best kicker if we take Drew Brees here to sit on our bench, who we could get on the no, waiver wire. I'm overruling. I'm not All allowing right. it to happen. Well, I'm not allowing it. And clearly, John is not either. He just walked away from his chair. To be fair, I am obsessed with Justin Tucker. He's, like, one of my top ten favorite players in the league. He sings opera and is he incredible. Is so, I'm biased. He's my Jonathan Taylor, but... yes. Uh, Please never oh, compare a kicker. We never compare a the kicker fact to Jonathan that Taylor. That Okada just made Justin T- Tucker his guy. Like that is his fantasy guy. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> and he compared. No, I'm no, making no, not my fantasy guy. My I am NFL making guy. a shirt. By the way, I'm letting you know right now that I'm making a shirt for Okada about Justin, Justin Tucker, Tucker greater than symbol Drew Brees. Yes. Yeah. Up. That's that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I'm disgusted. Listen. I'm Justin Tucker's going to go into the Hall of Fame as one of the top three kickers of all time. Drew Brees is going to go into the, the Hall of Fame as one of the top three quarterbacks. That's true, but that means they're in the same tier. <laughs> all right, I'm going to close out the show on that note. <laughs> We're not going to bother taking a kicker like Justin Tucker or a defense. Uh, later picks. We got through 12 rounds on the mock today. Uh, lots of good discussion, guys. Seriously, like really made me think about my strategy and where I would go. Do you guys like the way our team ended up? We took three wide receivers to start. I kind of like it. We got two good quarterbacks in Drew Brees and Matthew Stafford. Running back, we got Jonathan Taylor, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, Jordan Howard, and Damian Williams. At wide receiver, you guys ready for this? Devontae Adams. Oh, yes. Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. Keenan Allen. Ooh. Terry <laughs> McLaurin. 
And at tight end, <laughs> Tyler Higby. Guys, I'm really excited about this roster in a 12-team league. What are your thoughts? I would just I like to it. let you know that um, Fantasy Pros, in their rankings, and the way they put your lineup on the left-hand side, they put yep. Drew Brees as our quarterback one. They did do that. Did. I see that. Well, they have him as their, their quarterback eight, and Stafford's like 13, so that doesn't surprise me. Right. Um, I will say this. Closing, closing thought. Lesson learned from this draft. Two things about our running backs. One, we got our value at running back in this almost zero RB by getting the non-PPR guys in a PPR league. So John was talking about, ooh, we haven't gotten a PPR guy, and it kind of it feels bad. But we did get our value, great value, because these guys fell to us because they're not PPR guys. So that was interesting. The other thing that was interesting, and it came up later for us in the draft, is that we took Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery, two guys who have great PPR late-round running backs behind them, and it kind of screwed us because I feel like we could have taken those guys. I do wonder if we go 0RB in the future, if we should specifically avoid those guys, specifically Montgomery. That's I will never away. avoid Jonathan Taylor ever, 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 <laughs> uh, That's ever, true. Ever, Good point. ever, ever, ever. Uh, why did ever, I even suggest Literally impossible. Ever, 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 ever. <laughs> Oh, will man. not happen. Fellas, fantastic show. Hopefully, uh, listeners, you found this helpful. We will post the draft board on our social media. Check that out. Um, fellas, we are out of here. We are back on Wednesday next week, our last week of May. And then it's crazy to say we're into June. And we're going to three shows per week, listeners, in June. Yeah, so we are. be sure to hit that subscribe hey. button on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And we'll be back next week. And until next time, enjoy Memorial Day. We are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.